Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to the Extra Point Show with sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550. Coming around the left side with a head of steam is Hartman. The ball comes out, and it fumbled through the end zone. Is it a touchback? I thought it went through the end zone before he was out of bounds. The ball came loose in the player's possession before his hip hit the ground. The ball then rolled through the, the end zone. It is a touchback. It's Buffalo's ball. The Chiefs surprisingly actually went two for four in the red zone, including that fumble forced by Jordan Poyer in the fourth quarter. We're going to make that, of course, the red zone stats of the game, brought to you by Topps Friendly Markets. Rush to Topps Red Zone for winning savings. The Chiefs went two for four in the red zone. The Bills got the ball moved on them all day, but again, there they are even when they're at their worst, where they just figure out a way to keep the game close. 27. I mean, we've seen the Chiefs do a lot worse than that. So for all the linebacker injuries, 27, including two stops in the fourth quarter that allowed the Bills' offense to have three drives, down three, and they scored zero points. Two field goals might have been enough. Couldn't even get that. And Bass, of course, is a part of that. All right, we're going to go to the locker room and hear from, as the locker room clean-out day is underway, here's Bill's rookie guard, Osiris Torrance. I know it's short order here, but how can you reflect on your rookie season? Uh, I say it was a success of how it went, and even though it didn't end how everybody probably wanted to go, but I still felt like I came in and my goal was to earn the respect of a lot of my teammates and like just help the team best way I could, and I feel like I did that to the best of my ability. And I helped out a lot, so I feel like it was a success. How did the transition to the NFL compare to maybe what you expected or thought it would be? Uh, it, it was definitely mentally more mentally tough than I thought it would be. So it's definitely like having to get used to all those things and just the grind of the season, how long it is. Like they tell you it's a long season, but you don't really feel it until you're in it. So just being able to adjust to that and all those little small aspects of playing on different days, Thursdays, Sundays, and Mondays, all those type of things. So... It was a lot of um, mental adjustments, but I feel like I was able to handle it pretty well. Osiris, coming out of college, you have to kind of prepare for the draft. You don't know where you're going to live. How much can an offseason of knowing where you're going to be, being here at the facility, help you going into next year? Uh, it's going to help a lot with me knowing that um, 
I know where I'm at so I can, like, kind of prepare my body in a better way. Instead of at the combine training, it was, like, just preparing, like, broadly. You don't know where you're going to be. You don't know what type of team you're going to be on. But now so I know, like, where I stand and, like, what team I'm on, like, where I'm at, I can have a, like, better plan of how I want to move and um, where I want to work out at and things like that for the offseason. Where do you think you grew the most this season? Uh, I feel like probably um, – Mentally and being able to just like accept my mistakes on the field and being able to play the next play and not let it linger on in my mind and things like that. So I feel like I definitely grown in that area more. How did the continuity of the offensive line as a whole help you in particular as a young player this season? Um, they they helped me with my confidence a lot. Like even when I messed up, they didn't. I never yelled at me. They didn't put down on me. Just always spoke like good things to me. And I feel like just those guys, all those guys, all the guys, they just helped me like play the best of my ability. And I honestly believe I wouldn't have had the season I had if it wasn't for those guys. Even the guys that didn't play helped me out a lot, like just on the sideline, like helped me with film, things like that. So it was a, like a really group effort to help me get to play as well as I did this season. What's your plan for the off season from here? Like where do you go? Do you go back to Florida? What do you do? Uh, I'll probably go back back home in Louisiana for a little bit while it's on, be with my family then. Maybe go back to Florida or train what I did in Dallas at Exos for the uh, combine, but it's, it's still up in the air right now. Guys, that's Osiris Torrance. We'll uh, try and get around here to see if we can get a couple other guys here. I see people walking around. That's Osiris Torrance there. And, uh, yeah, we'll go back to you, Joe, and All as right. soon as we have somebody else, I'll, I'll let you know here. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Al. Uh, we'll continue taking phone calls, 803-0550, and we will cut away when uh, we have another player. So uh, Osiris Torrance, pretty good rookie season, right? Like not necessarily perfect. It was a little bit uneven, but for a second-round rookie to come in and start right away and be pretty solid throughout the year, um, so far that's looking like a really strong pick, and it looks like the Bills have, I think, a four-man unit on their offensive line to count on for years. Um, and maybe they have a center replacement for Morse in line. That doesn't have to mean Morse is gone next year, but Ryan Bates is under contract, and I think he's kind of the guy in waiting to take over for Mitch Morse. But Torrance as a rookie on a rookie contract and McGovern and only one year into his extension and Brown is still in his rookie deal and Dawkins I think for sure is getting restructured or excuse me, extended this year. Offensive line, I think they kind of have the pieces in place. 803-0550 is the phone number. Go back to Sal in a moment. Let's go to the phone line zone. Go to John in North Buffalo. Hey, John. Hey, Joe. Uh, so I just want to say, like, I don't think we can say with a straight face that next year will be different or major changes will be made, especially in terms of a head coach. I don't think it's happening. Um Sean McDermott has reached his ceiling, though, and I don't think anything can prove otherwise. I think I've seen enough. Um, there's been too many colossal collapses and that have been tied to McDermott, and it's the same old, same old with this coach hangs like a dark cloud over this team. I think he'll continue to do so. I, I mm. really think they need a fresh start. I mean, the fake punt was something a 10-year-old playing Madden calls. You have Josh Allen. Go for it with your offense. And the D-line that we've invested so much in, we're ghosts out there. And get ready, because I think we're going to draft a defensive player in the first round. And, you know, I think Sean McDermott acted like he won the Super Bowl when we won the AFC East. And I think that's who he is as a coach. He's content with making the playoffs. And change won't be made, because for Pagula, that's good enough. And 
it, but it isn't for the fans. So it's uh, it's pretty disappointing. Thanks, John, for the call. We'll we'll get you know plenty. McDermott's going to be under the microscope all off season and until they win. Right, like, and that's fair. He says results-driven business all the time, and that's what happens when it's a results-driven business. That's what you get judged on. It's what you get evaluated for. Sal Capaccio in the Bills locker room. Sal, we just heard from Osiris Torrance, and that, yeah. it wasn't a perfect season for him, but de- definitely. I mean, to have a second-round rookie start right away and be pretty good all right. year, I mean, that, that was a good start, I think, for his career. Yeah, for sure. And you know what really helped him, too, was having Mitch to his left the whole season and having Spencer to his right all season. Like, Joe, you made the point so many times about you know the continuity, and you know mm-hmm. it's just amazing. This, this, guy, this guy played every snap, I think, right? It's amazing yeah. that they really had such great continuity on the line. And, you know, you listen, you know, we have Eric, Eric Wood on you know the, the broadcast, and I talk to Eric a lot about offensive line play, and he just raves about Aaron Cromer. I think Aaron Cromer did a really good job. I thought the offensive line played pretty well yesterday, actually, Joe. I mean, I know they didn't run the ball as well as they wanted to in the second half. Josh Allen, if we're going to say the Bills' defensive line didn't show up because that they only had zero sacks and two quarterback pressures, the exact same thing was true for the Chiefs' defensive line, and you have to give credit to the Bills' offensive line for that. The Chiefs had zero sacks. Two quarterback hurries yesterday. I think the offensive line was one of the strengths of the team this year. It's certainly much better and different than it has been, and they have a really good player, I think a young player in Osiris Torrance uh, at right guard. And I think, Joe, what's really good about this offensive line, other than Mitch, and, you know, we'll see where things go with him and if he feels like, you know, maybe, you know, with concussions and things like that. Not that we've heard rumblings of that, but, you know, just the way people talk and he's a little older. But I think this offensive line can stay together for several years as well, which is a really good thing. Right, and maybe Ryan Bates, if someday Morse decides right. to step away, Bates is ready to go maybe as his his replacement at center, just already in-house. Sure. Yeah, he's under contract. Yeah, for sure. And and, and, and I think, um, you know, the, I think um, Dion is actually one that you can look at maybe extending after the season he had. I see somebody talking here. Let me go see who that is right now for you. Okay. This is Latavius Murray. I'm going to stick my mic in here, Latavius Murray. You know, we got better. I think we continued to fight and, and you know, come up with points when we needed. I think, uh, I think we played better complementary football and got stops when we needed. You know, if we went down and scored, the defense, you know, come up and make a stop. So um, I think that was the difference. Found ways, you know, at times to start faster and finish games. So, um, yeah, I think we just came together and figured it out, um, you know, when we, we hit that 6-6 six and six mark point in your career what is your future looking like yeah I'm not sure um um not sure I got a lot to uh you know be be thankful and, and grateful about and um um just kind of digest you know digest uh this season and 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 uh really reflect honestly but I'm just appreciative uh you know my 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 support, my family, my wife, um, this organization, the opportunity, um, and and I kind of think about you know what the future looks like for me and playing playing another year, going another you know taking another shot at it. But uh, you know it's 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 hard. Um, you play so long and you come up close and uh, you come close and you come up short. It's uh, it's tough, but. Um, again, just just grateful to, for this opportunity and play on this organization. Latavius, what can you tell us about James and what you've seen from him this year, being in the same room with him and watching him play? Yeah, just a lot of growth. Um, 
A lot of growth um, as a player. Um, um, so I think, you know, he's, he's, you know, one of the best backs in the league. And I think that's proven. We were able to run the ball, you know, very efficiently. Um, and a lot of, lot, of, lot of that had to do with him. And um, so yeah, I just think he, uh, you know, now him, him being that guy, right, taking it to another level, right, taking it to new heights. And I, I think he will. He's more than capable of doing that. But he's obviously taking a big step. And, you know, it's just, it just was cool to see um, him grow this season. Guys, that's Latavius Murray. I'm actually going to step over here. Connor McGovern is talking right now, so I'm going to get you in on Connor McGovern here. Give me one second. This is Bill's offensive lineman, Connor McGovern. We had that spark in us. Like, we knew what we could be on offense, and he just found a way to dig that out of us and just believed in all of us. What's the continuity that you had up front? Yeah, um, I've never been a part of it. Every single game, all five of us started together, played every game together. And I just mean, uh, like, the resilience we had up front, like guys playing through things. Saw Dion go out in Miami with that, that bloody, bloody hand he had, able to come back in. Everyone wanted to fight with each other. They wanted to play next to each other. And I just think that speaks to the chemistry we had and the trust for each other. Knowing what you knew about Josh Allen when you, when you signed here and actually seeing it firsthand for a full season, yeah. what, um, what what's your takeaway? Uh, you see things on TV like, oh, like he does all these great things, and it's a whole other thing actually playing for him. Um, makes your job a little bit harder sometimes. You don't know exactly where he's scrambling to or where he's going to be in the pocket, but it's a lot of fun seeing the things he could do. Like back to the first time he played KC when he was going out of bounds and just checked it up to Latavius there. Like there's a couple times where you just pause, like, did that actually just happen? It's a lot of fun playing for him. Connor, over the years, the last several years at least, there's kind of been a lot of turnover on the offensive line. There's been a little bit of a rotation. Does it feel like maybe you guys have kind of found the five that you can roll with, at least for the foreseeable future? I think so, and uh, I would like to keep everyone here, like even all the guys that weren't playing as much, like every day, like all the practice squad guys, guys that were just coming in during practice. Like, everyone here, it's just a great group to be a part of. And like I said before, like how many other times do you ever see where every single offensive lineman started the all games together like that and just the chemistry and I feel like we have like a true family in that room. What did, what did Aaron Cromer do for you this year? Uh, he believed in me. He brought out all the strengths. He, before I even got here, watched all my film, saw what I was good at and that's what we worked on every single day and he brought out a whole new level for me. How did you feel like the adjustment was for you, you know, new team, new city? Um, definitely, I like the slower way of life here. A lot different than Dallas. Reminds me a lot of home, so I do truly love Buffalo here and I was just happy how fast these guys took me under the wing and accept me onto the team and and just how that helped me flourish as a player on on and off the field here and how would you assess your you know your performance in this season's past season i think this is one of the better years of my career and i know this is a good base level here in buffalo and i could take it to the next level next year how about for that of the group but i think you probably were probably asked about it but just coming in here i mean line of scrimmage has been an issue in the past i think consistently as far as the offensive line yeah you got that was a step forward so definitely so and i think that comes back to chrome like we all bought in this year and believed what he was teaching we knew he was the best in the business and everyone wanted to buy into that and we believed in each other and just all the reps we got together and i think that we were able to take a huge step forward i think your perspective would be interesting because you're one of the new guys with a team that has been mostly the same core for a while what do you think it needs to maybe get over the hump? And I know that's a really tough question, less than you know, like 16 hours after the season ended. Yeah. But is there maybe one thing that you guys think, like, if we're better at that, we can take that next step? I think, um, like we saw at the end of the year, we started running the ball better. I think if we start the year off like that and just keep uh, progressing through the year with running the ball like that, I think we can 
get to where we want to be a lot faster. So we are number one in sacks. I think we're number one in run efficiency. If we can keep that up all year, I think teams will start to notice and put the league on that we are the best all line. All right, guys, we're going to go right here to James Cook. James Cook talking right now here on Locker Clean all day. Did my best for the team. What do you think was the difference that allowed you to elevate your game and, and take off the way that you were? Um, just by the preparation that I put in and the hard work that I did in the offseason to lead up to this point. How much better do you feel about where you're at now than this time last year? Um, a lot better, you know. Um, and I was just trying to be consistent and, and move on and get better. As an off, for an offense as, the, as a whole, what do you think are the steps that need to be taken to be more consistent than you were this season? You know, just got to go back to the drawing boards, get better. Next season come around, everybody just be on the same page and, and execute throughout the whole season. What can you say about the season that the offensive line had? Um, great. You know, those guys blocked their tail off, um, protected Josh, protected me, and you can't ask for anything else. How much did the veterans in the room help you, like Latavius this year when Jay, when Leonard was here and even Damian? Um, a lot, you know. Um, Tay been through been here since spring, so you know, just kind of building that connection, building that bond, and you know, him being in the league eleven years is it, a blessing to for, to be around him and be in the same room as him and get that knowledge. What do you think on Joe Brady's half season as coordinator, and then how much you like to see him come back next year in the job full time? Um, a lot, you know. Look with our record, you know, we we he brought good energy in the room turn things around and you know I would love to have him back you know um, just young guy and that energy he brings. What did you think about Josh Allen's season? I'm great you know Josh gonna be Josh um, make plays and do whatever he need to do to make the team win. How good do you feel about the the young core in this offense you Khalil Osiris had a great year you know Dalton's obviously on the upswing I mean you know this is an offense that seems to be maybe being reborn with a new generation, how good do you feel about that? Um, yeah, I mean, we made made a lot of plays this year um, to help the team win. And you know, um, like I said, we got to come back and and be ready to do the same thing. How much do you use what happened last night to, to fuel you guys going into the off season here? Yeah, a lot of motivation and, and you know, just pick point pinpoint the things that we did wrong and, and try to fix them. What's your belief in this group, the guys who are going to be returning for next year? I mean, I believe in everybody, you know. Um, just got to come back ready. James, yeah. All right, guys, that's uh, James Cook talking there. We've heard from Connor McGovern, Latavius Murray right before that. Uh, yeah, tough down here at One Bills Drive. It's always a tough day, you know what I mean? You see these guys, and they're all got um, – they're walking. They're doing their exit interviews, by the way. That's what happens today with the players, Joe, is – they're going in a meeting with coaches. They're meeting with, I'm assuming, you know, Brandon Bean. They're talking about their offseason, their plan, how they are injury-wise, things like that. And, um, you know, they come over here and uh, they talk to us. It's a tough day. And, um, you know, you wish it was under better circumstances and you're celebrating something. But that's not the case, obviously. Yep. A lot of young players talking so far, Sal. I'll be interested to hear what yeah. we get from... I mean, one, we'll see if we hear from Stefan Diggs today. I mean, he's just always right. interesting in general. It doesn't have to be because, you know, there's drama. Um but for him, it's more you know finding out what happened second half of the year from his perspective, and two, guys that this might be it for them, right? Like 
Gabe Davis yeah. being a free agent, and there's Micah Hyde's and Jordan Poyers. Hyde is a free agent. Poyers not though. It's worth pointing out. Um, there's a lot of guys that we'll hear from. I'm sure today, Sal, where this could be it. Um, yeah, they're in and out. So what happens is we have 11 a.m. They said he'd be here for the open locker room at 11 a.m. So that's mm-hmm. when we're here. But it doesn't say like when we're going to not be able to be here. So I think we're just kind of gotcha. hang out and see who walks in, who walks out, and then you know back and forth basically. And there is a there is a podium set up, but I don't know who's going to be talking. You know what I mean? Uh, it could be. Josh Allen, it could be Stephon Diggs, it could be Von Miller, it could be anybody, you never know. But I, but there is a podium set up here inside the Fieldhouse. Um, most local media, you know, that's on hand. You've heard some voices in there. Still have some Nash James Palmers here from NFL Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So some national media still on hand, kind of the the postscript, uh, you know, on the Buffalo Bills season. So... You know, we'll see where it goes. James Cook, um, he's a, usually a man of few words anyway, but um, mm-hmm. you could tell, you know, obviously very disappointed in the way uh, this season ended overall for the team. But, you know, talk about young players, Joe, and it's a thousand-yard rusher right there. This only his second year. And he gave a very ringing endorsement to Joe Brady, by the way, at the end of that little uh, scrum we just had. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be that'll be worth hearing from everybody today, right, Sal? Like, I, I'm not thinking that they would go in a different direction, but you never know, I guess, until that interim tag is officially off. Um, is hearing what players thought of the job he did. And so far, you know, and Cook is another one, we've mostly heard or only heard, I think, endorsements of Brady so far. No, I agree with you. That seems like the case. I think uh, anytime I can tell somebody's milling around here, someone's coming out. Let me see who this is here. This is going to be, well, it's not John Scott or Josh Reed. They're walking out. Hmm. They're not going to be the (laughs) – see some of the media coming out. Well, the way it works is if you want them on camera, we got to have them out here outside the locker room. So that's Hmm. – here we go. This is Mitch Morse, center Mitch Morse. Mitch, it's always um, it's always a tough day. Obviously, when you look ahead to the, to the future, what what about for you? What does your future hold? Any reservations? Anything like that? I know people have wondered about that with some of the history there, but so with respect, I ask. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that question. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm under contract for another year. If they have me back, I'll be back. So that's the. That's the plan, um, unless, uh, you know, yeah, as for now, that's the plan. So, and, and uh, you know, looking forward to that. But right now, that's not where my head's at, really. It's, um, we were just talking to the O-line. It's just kind of talking about the celebration we were able to do on the, the weekends of the work that we put in throughout the week. And, uh, you know, just really thankful for that group and that opportunity to play with them. And so that's really where my head's at right now. Joe. Oh, since he took over as the interim offensive coordinator and his development maybe there. Yeah, I think he did such a good job. Uh, 
you know, like I've said before, not to take anything away from Dorsey because he poured his heart and soul into this, and uh, we have the utmost respect for him. And, uh, you know, Joe came in at a point where, you know, we were at a tumultuous time in our season, and uh, things were um, – things could have gone one way. And he doubled down on the stuff that he knew worked. He, he, he didn't make it sexy for himself, you know, and, and he – stuck to the run game and and i think that really for us big guys you really respect that and uh helped us a ton mitch you're as invested in this rivalry as as anybody in this team with the progress that it's made to not be able to get over the top against that team in the postseason uh, i mean obviously it comes down to a player too but where does that all stand in your mind yeah um you know they're still the team to beat it seems like and uh you know a testament to the way they came in to a hostile environment and played great football. And uh, they out-executed us. And for us, it's um, for us, it's just what what opportunities do we miss play-by-play. Play? I think we had a few opportunities there to, to win that game, and we squandered them, and, and they had an, an opportunity or two, and they took advantage of it. So not so much the team. Uh, you know, I, I know that's the narrative outside, but – we're just disappointed that we weren't able to continue for Buffalo, and um, you know the Chiefs are continuing because they have a good team and they outplayed us. Mitch, I know you're not counting the dollars, obviously, in the salary cap. It's not your business, but this this team has a lot of decisions in the off. Twenty-three free agents, yeah, way over the salary cap. How how worrisome is that as you're going into next year? Ah, uh, worrisome's not the word. Uh, you understand that this is a business, and you understand that. Uh, Business decisions have to be made. You know, I, that's, that's why, you know, after this game last night was so crushing because, like you just said, there's so many decisions looming that this was the last time that this team's going to be together. And that's really only where my mind's at. Anything else is out of my control. Thank God I'm not the decision maker in that department. And um, however it rolls out, I'm just privileged to be a part of this past team and uh, privileged to. Uh, to, to see how that group went, and we'll see what 2024 brings for the Buffalo Bills. Year it seems like it's a couple plays, it's a couple plays, it's a couple plays. How do you guys get over the hump to be on the right side of those couple plays? That's football, man. You know, you know one team is kind uh, of going home happy, and um, we would like to be that team. Uh, as unfortunate as it is, you just you never know what plays are – those plays, and that's what that's every every coach has said since the dawn of football. Right, you never know what play is going to be the deciding play. So you do the best you can on every play, and sometimes it's going to go your way, sometimes it's not. Uh, you just hope that when you look back on it, you gave it your best effort and you tried to put yourself in a position to succeed in those plays. And if it doesn't work out that way, that that's how the chips fall. Two new guys next to you. One guy to your right, one guy to your left. Two new guys next to you. One's younger, one's a veteran. Connor, obviously, no service. I'm talking about what did you see from them this year? I thought they played just fantastic football. I think I was I was telling Osiris that I don't know if I've seen a rookie offensive lineman play or make the transition as seamlessly as he did. Not to say he didn't have growing pains or room to improve, as we all do. Uh, it was just remarkable to see him stay steadfast for you know 19 games, and then Connor comes in a whole different system, asked to do different stuff by our own line coach, and seamlessly transitions into that, works his tail off, 
makes the adjustments, and I think it just showed. You had a number of young guys who had good years other than Seibel, Kincaid, Shakir, James Cook. How encouraged are you with the direction of his offense? That's what you need, and for continued success on the football team, you need young guys to play well, and we're very, very fortunate to have young playmakers and guys in positions who played a lot of football for us, young guys, and it's hard to do in the NFL, and uh, you know, hopefully guys look at that admirably because I was there once, and it's, it's difficult, and they did it better than I ever did, and that's for sure. All right, I'm going to duck out of here, guys, so you can go to a break because I know you need to here. That was Mitch Morris, Buffalo Bills center. You know, I kind of caught him off guard with this with the question, but, you know, we've had it, right? People call up. They say, yep. what's Mitch Morris's future? And he made he made it pretty clear there. He was even surprised that it even be asked, but he said, hey, I'm under contract. As long as they'll have me back, I'm coming back. So there you go. Should be the same five offensive linemen intact next year for the Buffalo Bills to start the season. All right. Uh, getting the confirmation, though, there from Mitch Morris is certainly newsworthy. We'll take a timeout here. We will come back. And roll along here on uh, locker room cleanout day for the Bills. One week, well, really, I mean, four weeks earlier than we all would have hoped as the Bills fall to the Chiefs, 27 to 24. We'll be back more from the locker room, more of your phone calls as well here in the Extra Point Show. Jody Biasi, Sal Capaccio here on WGR. We'll look at things like we always do, and we've got to continue to, to work at it. That's where it starts, is focus on, obviously the season just got over, but we'll turn over every leaf this offseason, and you know I'm fully confident in this football team, fully confident in our staff, and we're within a whisker of tying that game and maybe even taking the lead there against the defending world champs. So, again, we just didn't do enough, starting with me, just didn't do enough tonight to win this game. Bills head coach Sean McDermott. Last night after the game and another loss to the Chiefs on McDermott's resume, another playoff loss, and we're, we're nearing historic territory when you see that there are stats I'm watching on TV, scroll across every other minute, of, oh, the Bills have the most wins in a five-year period ever without winning the Super Bowl, and Allen this and that without ever winning a Super Bowl, and just not... Not fun. Not fun. 8030550 is the phone number. Sal's in the locker room. We will go right to him and a player uh, the moment they come. So just a heads up, we'll take a couple phone calls here because we have a bunch that have been waiting on hold for a while. But, again, if someone comes to the mic, we are going to put you back on hold for a moment and then uh, get to you later. So Bill's locker room clean-out day continues here on the Extra Point Show. Let's go to the phones. Go to Mark in West Seneca. Hey, Mark. Hey, Joe. How are you? Good, Mark. It's good as, as good as you can be. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I'm 65 years old. I've been a Bills fan since about 1965, and this one really hurts. This one really, really hurts. Um, I was a season ticket holder for over 30 years, and, and again, this one really hurts. Um, I, I, a, couple, a lot of things are going through my mind, um, but uh, I didn't really call for this originally, but uh, I heard a caller earlier. You know, stop talking about Sean McDermott, and I di- I just want to make a comment about that. Uh, for all those people out there who are going to now beat the drum to have Sean fired, I hope they re- two things. I hope they realize um, number one what they're in for if they do that. Uh, the instability of the organization, what is go- which would be inevitable 
starting from scratch. Number one, you don't know if Brandon Bean would stay, okay, if that ever happened. Uh, and secondly, who are they going to hire? Who's out there? Who are they guaranteed to hire? And is that person somebody that um, is going to take us over the top like they think it's going to automatically just happen because they have a different kind of mindset about offensive football well, or whatever? Let me, if I could just break in for one moment, Mark, on that. If, if I could play the role of the, the, the callers that do want McDermott out, wouldn't the counter to that be that if this job was available because Josh Allen is the quarterback, that it would be the number one job? So I'm not even saying you should want these guys, but whether you're Belichick or Harbaugh or Vrabel or any of these offensive wizards that might become coaches, like don't the Bills shoot to the top of the list for all of those guys? You said the key word in there when you asked me the question, and that key word is if. Don't you think if it wouldn't this be if is this if mm-hmm. the number one? You know, you, there's no. My point is that there's no guarantees. You are offering up instability within the yeah. organization. Hey, Mark, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. Well, I'll go back to you too if we have time. But uh, Gabe Davis is up with uh, the media. I don't know if it makes things complicated for upstairs. So, are you expecting him to go to March? Yeah. Do you expect him to go to free agency? Did you broadcast that to them? Is that your choice to want to go to free agency? I mean, I think they know. Yeah, we've, we've talked before, so. Would you would you be open to coming back and working on something to be back in Buffalo next year? Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to catch the ball, and it just felt like in the offense they just asked you to do so many things that weren't involved with catching the ball, you know what I mean? Running clear-out routes and all that. Was that getting to be frustrating by the end? Uh, it can be frustrating at times, but, you know, uh, any way I can help the team win is what I'll do, and I feel like that's what they feel like my role could be here, so that's what I, that's what I did. Would you like to be back? Is that something you're interested to talk to them about? Yeah, I mean, you know, Buffalo, I've been in Buffalo for four years. It's the first place I've been drafted. You know, why would I not want to stay? But... Again, you know, I went the whole season and there was nothing, so obviously going to go to March. For sorry, guys, trying to set my mic in there. Um, what happens in the locker room? We can only do audio, and I think some of the um, video media wants to get Gabe outside, so we're going to duck out so they can have a chance to do that. And I'll peek around the corner and see who else I can grab for you here. All right. Sal Capaccio down in the locker room. Man, we only got a little bit there from Gabe Davis, but I I, I think we got most of what we needed. I, me and Josh just said the same thing to each other, you know, 30 seconds after he got going, which is, oh, man, Gabe is so gone. So gone. I mean, you never know, right? We thought Matt Milano was gone, uh, and he came back. But, man, hearing him talk about, like, yeah, I'm going to free agency, and, like, there was no talks throughout the year. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it sounded... Uh, Pretty telling to me. It, it was just, you know, it could have sounded differently. It could have sounded like more towards want to work out a deal here that's priority one. You know, he's not saying that that can't happen. Again, the Milano example, we all thought he was going to be gone, so it could happen. But I, at 30 seconds to a minute of Gabe Davis, I feel like I got I got a, a message there that, no, he's, he's, let's just say it this way, he's very willing to talk to other teams. I think the difference with Milano, though, was like Milano had such a different season than mm-hmm. what Gabe Davis had sure. this year. Like, I mean, it's no knock on Gabe Davis, but like, it's just you no, look I at mean, the way that they're 
But no, you're right. The point but, is right. He's not Matt Milano. Yeah. He's not an all pro wide receiver. So no, you're right on that. Um but he is a receiver, and receivers do fetch a pretty penny once in a while. Depends on the year. Last year was a year where the top receivers, Juju and Lazard, and those guys did not really cash in, did not get big deals. But the year before, there was a premium. Christian Kirk got $16 million a year. Um, my takeaway from that Gabe Davis clip is I am not expecting him to be back. I wasn't really expecting him to be back in the first place. And listen, We'll talk about Diggs. There are some numbers that are floating around social media right now. Like, man, this guy fell off a cliff in the second half of the year. How much can you count on him as a number one going forward? Or are we entering a phase where Diggs is a really good number two or a low-end one instead of an elite one? Because the number two on this team is probably gone. And if he is... I like Shakir. Shakir can't be your second-best receiver. Shakir can't be your best receiver. Most reliable. I, I like him in the slot. You got to have another separator, a producer, a consistent weapon in that Gabe Davis spot. It will be imperative that they replace that with a with a high talent level. Try to improve on it, not just replace it. Anyways, eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. All right. Um. Let's bring Sal in. Sal, uh, interesting comments yeah. from Gabe Davis there, right? Like, again, I'm not saying yeah. he's definitely gone, but um, definitely sounded like his... someone that's willing to talk to other teams. Oh, his intention is to go to free agency and test his market. But I asked him plain out, would you want to come back to Buffalo? He said, of course. He said, Here, here's my read on it. I've gotten to know Gabe pretty well here. I think over the last couple of seasons, my read on it is Gabe Davis would love to come back to Buffalo, but. You know, he's going to test the market and he wants to be here, but he also knows that his value is higher somewhere else. Then, you know, that's going to be the decision he'll make and he'll make a a business decision. We'll see. I'm going to follow Dawson Knox out, guys, and then we'll get a microphone in his face and see what we can do. So hold on one second here. I think Dawson is going to talk to the media here in one second. But, yeah, I think that's the case. And um, asked him straight up and he said, yeah, he'd love to be able to come back. This is uh, Dawson Knox. Times now, you know, how do you wrap your head around it? Just being this team once again that, that sends you guys home. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll sink in. Um, but they're a heck of a team. I mean, they played an amazing ball game, and um, again, it just gives you things you got to work on. I think this feeling right here is really what you got to remember to motivate you going forward. And I'm, you know, I'll be going into year six. Um, we've won the division four years in a row. Um, Made the playoffs all five years of my career, but still feels nowhere near satisfying. So um, I think it's important to be grateful for where you're at because there's guys I came into the league with that haven't even touched the playoffs yet. Um, So you can't be, I guess you can't discount what you've already accomplished so far, but at the same time, you know, everyone has that goal of winning a Super Bowl. And at the end of the day, there's one team out of 32 that gets to do that, but this feeling of just coming up short um, is important to, uh, I think, just marinate and motivate you for next year. Would you like to see Joe Brady come back as offensive coordinator after the job he did? Absolutely love Joe. Um, he came in at a point where it was, you know, it, there was a lot of um, question marks on how our season was going to go. We were 6-6. Six and six. I think I saw somewhere where we had a 0.1% chance to get the two seed. 
um, and he did an incredible job. He's got all the love and respect of everyone on this offense. Um, and I know I can speak confidently for everyone. Um, he loves us. We love him. He loves watching us party in the end zone. Um, he creates confidence in everybody. Um, it was very, very fun to be a part of his offense over the last few weeks. Hey, Dawson, when you came back from your injury, what kind of feel did you get about how you and Dalton can be worked out there together and open things up for each other moving forward? Yeah, I mean, Dalton's obviously an incredible player. Um, it was so fun playing with him this year. He's wise beyond his years. Um, and on the field, you can't tell that he's a rookie. Um, but I think just the more explosive, the more versatile parts you can have on the field at the same time, the better off the offense is going to be. Um, so now I think we're going to really, we're going to truly have a full year to prepare um, with both of us to kind of utilize, I think, both of us in, in a system together. So I think, you know, last year, obviously, we weren't really sure who we were drafting. And then it's kind of like a crash course. He's a rookie. His head's been spinning. He's coming off a of college season. But now going into year two for him um, and having a whole year to kind of create a new identity, um, I think is going to be huge. When you reflect on that for you going into year two, what can you help him with to say, hey, first year is so tough with the offseason you have, you don't know where you're going to live, all those kinds of things, and how much it helped you, how can you help him now? Oh, yeah. Um, I'll be there for him, whatever he needs. Um, he's already got you know some good setups for his offseason. But I think first and foremost, the most important thing is just to step away for a minute. Um, if you try to go straight back into working out or if you kind of just hone in on where you came up short or things you can do differently and just keep thinking about football 24-7, eventually you're going to hit a breaking point. So I think it's important to step away, um, take a deep breath, let your body recover, um, and just mentally prepare yourself to just chill and get ready for next year. Dustin, you talked about the feeling of coming up short. Is it a little bit of a Groundhog's Day feeling coming up short again, obviously at the hands of Kansas City? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I think it's just a testament to them, too, what they've been able to do. Um, I think I've gone to the AFC Championship every year um, since I've been in the league. Um, so just, you know, they're at that top of that mountain that we want to be at. So um, in order to be the best, you got to be the best. And I think, you know, next season we definitely want to be that team. So um, definitely a little Groundhog's Day feeling, and I can't really put my finger on one thing or one particular thing we could have done differently. But... Um, we got all the talent in the world, and I know that this team's going to be motivated as ever um, coming off of this one. That is tight end Dawson Knox. Back to you guys. I know you got a break to take, so we'll let you do that right here. Thank you, Sal. We'll go right back to a break and uh, see what we wrap up with. Maybe we'll get another player sound, and uh, if you're on hold, stay there. We'll have coverage throughout the day. Here on the Next Point Show, football for Monday here on WGR. We got about a minute left. We'll hear from more locker room player sound uh, on our website at WGR550.com throughout the day. Uh, Also on the Odyssey app, of course, and we'll have One Bills Live a little bit later on. If you didn't get in, there's still plenty of time for you to call in throughout the day and really over the next eight months. Right? I mean... We got lots of time to break this down, to get to off-season stuff, to get to what's going to change, but heartbreaking loss because it's another season where you feel like they could have won it all, but nope. 
and it's the same opponent, it's the same team for the third year in four. So deflating, de- demoralizing, heartbreaking. Is heartbreaking is really all you need to, needs to be said. All right, that's going to do it for us today here on the Extra Point Show. Thanks everybody for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow at six. Extra Point Show gets fired back up again at ten tomorrow, and stay tuned throughout the day here on WGR Fun of Football Monday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.